first actual in-person podcast. Uh, today we are recording at the Grind Coffee Shop in Edinburgh, Texas. And um, as always, I have wonderful guests, amazing guests, and today is no different. Um, so I'm going to allow my guest to introduce herself to our audience. <laughs> Go ahead, Laura. Hi, I'm Laura Garza, and I'm a physical therapist. I've been practicing for about five years now, and I took Dr. Saldivar's class back way back in the day. <laughs> so that's yeah. pretty much. Please don't give away my Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, Laura, thank you for joining me. Um, I always, um, my guests always ask me, right, what do you, what do you want to know? Like, what are, what are some questions that you're going to ask? And I always tell them, I just want the conversation to happen naturally. So, generally, the first question I start out with is, since we look at, like, your, since we look at your educational journey, um, where would you say the beginning starts for you? I think um, it started probably my sophomore year when I actually figured out, sophomore year in college, when I actually figured out what I wanted to do. I think for the longest time I didn't know what I wanted to do. <laughs> and um, it, was, uh, it was quite the interesting journey, but um, I knew I wanted to do something in the medical field, but... I randomly came across somebody who was studying physical therapy at the same time, and they just said, I think you'd like it, try it out, and so that's where my my first uh, little interaction with therapy actually came in. So let me ask you though, um, was the expectation growing up that you were going to go to college? That was my expectation for myself. What did your parents, what did they expect of you? I think my parents... Um, I think they knew I was I was smart and that I really didn't need too much steering. Um, so they never really were, for lack of a better term, on my ass about stuff growing up. So it was always me. I always wanted to to get the A. I always wanted to to be the best at, at anything I did. So I think I think in that sense, it that kind of expectation came from me because I didn't want to be mediocre at anything I did. So, that was so, so you knew you were going to go to college. You knew you wanted to do well. Um, you had high expectations of yourself, but you didn't necessarily know... What, what I wanted to do. Yeah. But I knew I wanted to be good at something. <laughs> <laughs> so. Growing up, what were you good at? Um, I was good at... I guess I was good at I was good at school, really. And growing up, I think my dad, if you were here, he would tell you like she was good at school, <laughs> like that's what she 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 was good at. And um, I think growing up, I always wanted to be really great at sports, but I knew I wasn't going to be the best at that. So I did swimming. <laughs> so it was like non-contact. Um, I pretty much would say that I was just really good at, at school. I was good at writing for a while. Now I'm horrible at it because I did practice it. Um, but school, I was really good at school. Good. Wow. So you said um, you met somebody who was a therapist? Who was doing he therapy? was actually studying for, for therapy. So he was going through the same kind of courses that you are required basically to apply to, to physical therapy school. So... He was like, I think you'd like it. Try it out. And um, I ended up going and emailing clinics, and one took me in for the summer, and 
And I loved it from there. It was a pediatric clinic, so it was with kids first, mm-hmm. which I think in the therapy world is the most challenging setting you can be in just because you're having to deal with, with a child and then you're having to deal with just parents at the same time. So yeah. it's great. Who told you you needed to contact a, a clinic? He did, actually. His name was Jaime. Okay. Yeah, so Jaime's like, I think you should start shadowing, see what you what you like, what setting you like. There's just different settings, different populations you can work with. So I was like, you know what, let me just try this pediatric setting. My dad was like, my buddy owns this clinic. I think he'll let you in. So I'm like, okay. No. So it's good. Networking yeah, is yeah. good, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think so... In all these interviews that I've done, a lot of people talk about like the importance of networks yeah. and making taking advantage of those networks. Like the people and, and always building, like thinking about okay, how I need to make networks right. with people, build uh, connections with people. Um, so you know, you go and you shadow, and were you sold on day one? How long did it take you to like say? You I think know what? maybe probably two or three days. I think. Um, I think I fell in love with it because I I thought of it as play. Yeah. So I got to go to and play for a living every day. This would be awesome. And um, I remember the first patient where I was like, man, I love hearing that laughter. I love having fun and doing and having a great time at what we were doing. So I was like, I think I can see myself doing this every single day. And so I think that's when I was sold. Definitely. So, for somebody that aspires to be a physical therapist, you know, you, you shadow, and what, where were you in terms of your college journey at that point? Sophomore, junior, where were you? I think I was a sophomore. I was a sophomore, and um, I started, I think, I figured it out a little bit later. Yeah. Which is, which was okay, because it made me hustle that much harder <laughs> to get all the prerequisites done, and and really get those observation hours that I needed. And I think like the minimum requirement was like 150 hours. I ended up having like 574 hours by the time I was done. So I was I was shadowing, I was doing like my internship for graduation for college and then I was working as a swimming coach. So it was like all these things at one time, but I didn't want to drop any of them and I wanted to, to continue all of them because they were all pretty important to me at that point. So, you applied to graduate school, right? Mm-hmm. And where did that take you? So, I, w- I applied to, I think, five different universities to get into PT school. And I kind of knew I had my eyes set, set on one. <laughs> and so, they asked me for an early interview, and that interview took place way before the application process was closed. So I went in with, I think, maybe 20 or 25 people who, who they accepted for that early interview. And uh, I was nervous, super nervous, but I remember a professor telling me, he's like, it's it's an interview for them too, because they need to realize, like, if you're going to like them and if they're going to like you, so it's kind of a mutual thing. So that kind of changed my perspective about things like, uh, I'm interviewing this school as well, whether or not I want to come here. So... I think that was that really changed my perspective and and I just basically said I'm gonna go in there, I'm gonna be who I am and this is this is my personality, this is who I am and take it or leave it. Because yeah. <laughs> either way I'm gonna find a different way to get to school. So for me, if the answer was no, which it wasn't, <laughs> I would have found a different path to get to where I needed to be. 
So you, did you get into all those schools? No, no, I took, I got into the first one, which was the one I wanted to go to. So they were like, hey, we're going to let you guys know in two or three weeks if, if you got in, whether you got accepted or not. And so I was like, man, that's going to be the longest, like, two weeks of my life. Like, <laughs> I remember being super excited when I first got the letter. I got it that Monday morning. So I interviewed on Friday, and I got it Monday morning. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's quick. And, yeah, it was super quick. So I was like, these guys lie to you. <laughs> I can't tell you right away. <laughs> but I walked out of, it was four interviews. It was like um, two individual interviews with two professors from there, and then two group interviews where it was a group of four other student applicants and then the professors. So it was a, quite a lengthy process, but I walked out of there and my mom was waiting for me at, at the hotel and I was like, Mom, grab your purse because we're going to go have margaritas because I know I'm in. <laughs> when you feel it, you feel it. You'll know it. Yeah. So I knew it and then I got the letter on Monday. So, grad school. What was that like? Were you ready? <laughs> I will, let me tell you how my first day of grad school went. Um, I obviously, I went to, now it's called UTRGB. <laughs> I went there, and I always liked to be a pen and paper person, so I never carried a laptop around or anything like that. I always printed out my, my little PowerPoint slides and, you know, took them in binders. I was very organized in that manner. And so I get to school the first day, and I realize that that everybody has a laptop, and they bust it out, and they start typing, and, and I'm like, holy crap, I am way behind here. What am I going to do? So um, I got a recorder, and I brought my laptop to school the next day, and I didn't type quickly at all. So I learned how to type very, very quickly in a short period of time to catch up. Um, because my professor, she would speak so quickly, and basically everything she said was kind of off the slide, so you kind of really needed to pay attention to to what she was saying, so that's pretty much how that went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you you did well. I did do well. Um, it, was, it was a struggle in the beginning because I think that... As far as classes go right now, I felt like I wasn't as challenged as what I needed to be to set me up for graduate school. Um, other than one class that I took in college, that was the hardest class I took. Um, and Dr. Durth, I think, is still there. <laughs> he teaches mammalian physiology. Um, if you've ever heard of him, his classes are really hard, but <laughs> they're good to take. <laughs> Best, best professor I had to actually set me up for what was to come because I think a lot of us wanted classes to be easy. You just wanted to get the A because that was going to look good on, on your application. But I think that nobody ever went for like the, the really challenging classes. And for me, I wanted that. So I, did take, I took two courses of his that really, really set me up for success. Because I think that gave me like a strong science foundation that I needed, mm -hmm. which was kind of the the basic classes that you initially take over there. And I pretty much knew a lot of the information that I did, so I didn't have to struggle as hard as, as everybody else. So I think that's an interesting tip, right? Because I think a lot of us, when we when we know, a lot of us don't willingly take on struggle. Right? No. If we know something's going to be hard, we don't want to no. deal with it. And I think. 
love struggling. <laughs> I absolutely love struggle. What's wrong with you? <laughs> why, why, so why, why do I you think, I think that when you struggle is when you find out exactly what you're made of and what your character is. And I think that that's important. I think a lot of people nowadays like life to be easy. But life in general is not easy at all. And I think once you challenge yourself, um, things that come up in life, whether career, like family, relationships, things like that, all those challenges become easier because you never took the easy way out. And you have that much more experience for it, if that makes sense. I love that. Um, my Motivation Monday, I'll put that. I'll put one of those because you said, I think you've said a lot of great things. Um, so, you know, grad school was tough, but you made it. Um, how long have you been practicing as a physical therapist now? For five years. Five years. You enjoy so, it? I love it. I work with adults. I work with more neurological patients. So a lot of like brain injuries, strokes, um, Parkinson's, just different types of, of diagnosis like that. So I love it. It's very challenging, um, both mentally, physically, but it's it's very rewarding because I think once you get that one patient and they really, really succeed at it, for me, that's everything. That's everything. Yeah. Wow. For sure. So, sounds like you found your way. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> it was a struggle. But I think struggle gives you clarity. Struggle gives you clarity. Never heard that. Yeah. I like that. Um, so, I think there's this perception that we're going to find work, find our way, and we're going to do that for the rest of our lives. Do you see yourself doing this for the rest of your life? I think that... I think it's okay to love to do different things. So, I, I love therapy, but I think there's also other projects I have in the works. Because I... It's okay to want to do a lot of stuff, and for me, I feel like I want to do absolutely everything I can in this life because I want to make sure I gave everything I could yeah. at the end of the day and have no regrets. Well, it sounds like you're well on your way there. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, any thoughts or any hints as to what's next for you? Like what's what's the next? Because you know you, it sounds like struggle's been one sought after, and it's certainly been a part of your life to this point. Given that you, not that you enjoy it, but like that you look for it, right? You look for the for next challenges. challenge. Challenge, right? Yeah. yeah. What's the next challenge for you? I'm not sure at this point. I think that it's in the work. I don't want to say anything about it just yet, <laughs> okay. but it, but it's there. Um, but I think for for these challenges coming up, for me, I need to be I need to be educated on on different aspects of these challenges and be prepared to to really be able to be successful at those new endeavors that I have going on. So so still learning, still challenging. Still learning, yourself. and I think that's a huge aspect because once you get to where you want to be. I think for me that um, celebration was very short-lived because for me I was like okay I got here now what 
And I think that that's also something I struggled with because I constantly want to be able to go to the next challenge. And, and I think I struggle with that because it's okay to celebrate your successes. But for me, this is not where life ends. So I think constantly challenging yourself and trying to be the best version of yourself is, is what's important, whether that's learning like a different language, whether that's learning how to be a leader, learning how to set boundaries up, learning better communication, learning real estate, learning how to write a book, like all these different things, be better and do better. Well said. I almost don't want to ask you that my <laughs> typical last question, my last question, but I feel like I, I need to because I, I, you've been giving me such rich pieces of information. Um, what advice would you give somebody, somebody who's like you, somebody who has high expectations, wants to do better for themselves, um, you know, young person entering college, but they're not sure what that is. What advice would you give them? I think I would say, I would say you need to go out and experience life, whether that's going to to volunteer at certain events or things like that. And I, I believe that those different interactions and relationships and those different experiences really open up your, your doors to, to what life could be. Because if I just stayed at home, and didn't find my friend or didn't find these different, um, I guess, little stops along my pathway, I would have never gone there. Yeah. And I'm still on a, a pathway and still on a journey, but I think that opening up yourself, not being shy to, to, to basically put yourself out there and see what it is that you want. Yeah. I would say that. I love that. I love that. Um, any final thoughts or anything? I would say that there are going to be days where you're super challenged and I think building your self-talk is important. Building your mind to be very, very strong is important for sure because I think that as challenges arise, you spend 24 hours in your own mind. 24 yeah. hours. It's a long time. So what you tell yourself is very important. So you are your own motivator in the end. And any challenges you face, basically in the end, you're responsible for yourself. So what you become, that's on you. Yeah. So I think being strong mentally is important. Awesome. Laura, Laura, thank you. Thank you for your time this morning. Um, this concludes another episode of the Way to College podcast. Tune in next time for another episode. And thank you to our listeners. And make sure you uh, subscribe and, and follow us across all of our social media platforms. And we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.